Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Our Lady in Doctrine and Devotion, the show dedicated to furthering the knowledge and love of the Mother of God, presented by member-supported Restoration Radio. I am your host, Alexander Krasik, and I am joined by our guest, Father Herman Fleece, professor at Most Holy Trinity Seminary in Brooksville, Florida. Welcome to the show, Father. Hello, nice to be here again. In our last episode, we discussed the Annunciation, and we can now turn our attention to the next notable event in Our Lady's life, the Visitation. There's so much we could talk about here, Father. Our Lady's charity in going to assist St. Elizabeth, the Magnificat, the sanctification of St. John. So where would you like to begin? Uh, well, I would like to start by doing a quick review of the events, the facts that took place in and around the, the visitation. Um, as we saw last episode, Our Lady, no sooner heard Our Lady said the fiat, uh, than she conceived from the Holy Ghost, the Son of God, and so became the Mother of God. Now, Our Lady uh, learned from St. Gabriel that her cousin, St. Elizabeth, who was born, had conceived in her old age and was now in her sixth month. And now Elizabeth was not only pregnant, but also in an advanced stage of the pregnancy, but she was also advanced in years. And therefore, Our Lady, without any delay, determines to go to the house of St. Elizabeth in order to help her uh, during the last month uh, of her pregnancy. Uh, but we should read the words of the Gospel itself. The Gospel reads, And Mary, rising up in those days, went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. And she entered into the house of Zachary and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the infant leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost, and she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed art thou that hast believed, because those things that shall be accomplished that were spoken to thee by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. And then we had the rest of the Magnificat, which we'll, we will discuss later. And then the Gospel continues, And Mary abode with her about three months, and she returned to her own house. And so that's from the Gospel. And then in the following verses, we also learn how uh, St. Zachary, the father of the Baptist, recovered his speech. He had lost it because he had doubted the message of the angel who had told him that his wife, who was old and barren, would conceive. So Saint uh, Zachary doubts and the angel punished him through, through God punishes, punishes him through the angel by taking away his ability to speak, his speech. Um, but it is recovered soon after the visitation of Our Lady. So that's uh, the, those are the events in and around the visitation. I think a good way perhaps to go about this in the show, Father, would be if we could take a, a verse or a couple of verses at a time and perhaps you could comment on them for us. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So verse 39 reads, And Mary, rising up in those days, went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. Father, what do the words in those days mean? Um, well, here they mean that Our Lady um, started her journey without any delay, 
so very soon after the annunciation. And uh, so it was charity and the, the motion, the movement of the Holy Ghost that made Our Lady not want to lose any time, uh, but actually to depart as soon as possible. Um, that's, that's why the Gospel doesn't say simply that Our Lady went, but says specifically that she went with haste. Our Lady had just learned that her elderly cousin was very advanced in her pregnancy, and therefore Our Lady very prudently indeed judged that she needed help, and that was enough, enough for the kind uh, virgin to decide to go to help her and to depart as soon as possible. And here, uh, or in this passage, St. Ambrose and St. Uh, Alphonsus remarked that Our Lady did not go in order to inform herself of the truth of what the angel had said, because Our Lady had a perfect faith and believed everything um, that the angel said, but rather she went with haste in order to help the family and she went with joy in order to do good uh, to others and uh, out of her great charity. This example of charity and forgetting of self on the part of Our Lady is something I often think about in regards to this mystery during the Rosary, <laughs> Father. Here she has been given the greatest privilege a mere creature can receive, and her darts aren't to glory in herself or take it easy and rest now that she's with child, but her darts are to go and help her cousin St. Elizabeth. And you think of the royalty of the earth, let's say a queen expecting a child, they are to an earthly throne, and she's waited on perhaps hand and foot by servants, and yet the queen of heaven and earth, bearing within her room the king of kings, becomes the servant of her cousin in her time of need. Yes, no, it's a very good point. And, and in fact, the, the doctor Sefar say that our lady gave us an example especially of two, two virtues, and one is... Uh, in this episode of the visitation, one is humility and the other one is charity, precisely. Um, and they say that Our Lady showed uh, humility because, as you mentioned, even though she had been raised to above all other creatures in becoming the mother of God, still she considers herself bound to essentially serve, almost like a, a servant, uh, her, her cousin. And uh, in fact, I have a nice quote from St. Francis de Sales. Uh, on this point, he has a sermon on the on several sermons on the visitation. Um, so uh, the Holy Doctor writes, She, Our Lady, well know that humility and charity are not in their perfection until they are transmitted to the neighbor. From the love of God proceeds love of the neighbor, and the great apostle, St. Paul, says that the greatness of our love, of your love for your brothers will be directly proportioned to the greatness of your love for God. St. John teaches us this when he writes, How can it be that you love God whom you do not see, if you do not love your neighbor whom you do see? If then we wish to prove that we do indeed love God, and if we wish others to believe us when we assure them of this, we must love our brothers well, serve them and assist them in their necessities. Now the Holy Virgin, knowing this truth, set out promptly, says the evangelist, proceeding in haste into the hill country of Judah, into the town of Hebron, or as others say, Jerusalem, it matters little, to serve her cousin Elizabeth in her advanced age and pregnancy. In this she manifested great humility and charity, for as soon as she saw herself mother of God, she humbled herself to the point of immediately setting out 
on the road to go and help and assist that good woman. So that's a, a quote from St. Francis de Sales and essentially remarking both her humility and her charity. It seems to me, Father, that the charity of Our Lady is made even more clear from the fact that she left her home, despite the fact that she always loved so much to pray, especially now that she could delight in silent contemplation in the mystery of the Word incarnate, who was then in her room. But always forgetful of self, the Virgin leaves her dear solitude and immediately sets out on a long and hard journey. Yes, yes, and in fact, you are right in pointing out that it was a uh, long day, uh, say it's about 60 miles or so. Um, and not only was it long in distance, but especially important, it was difficult. Uh, and especially uh, for Our Lady, who was a delicate virgin and very young, as we saw some other, uh, some other episodes. Uh, so, in a word, this trip uh, implied great sacrifice. Uh, therefore, St. Alphonsus uh, addresses Our Lady in these beautiful words. He says, Tell us, O Holy Lady, why thou didst undertake this long and difficult journey, and why thou didst thus hasten on thy way? I am going, she answers, to exercise my office of charity. I am going to console a family. Wow. Certainly the visitation teaches us a great lesson of fraternal charity, Father. It's no wonder then that in one of his methods for saying the rosary, St. Louis de Montfort suggests this prayer before the second joyful mystery. We offer thee, O Lord Jesus, the second decade in honor of the visitation of thy holy mother to her cousin St. Elizabeth, and we ask of thee through this mystery and through Mary's intercession a perfect charity towards our neighbor. Father, would you like to now move on to the next verses, perhaps? Uh, certainly, certainly. Um, the next line uh, reads, And she entered into the house of Zachary and saluted Elizabeth. Uh, here, St. Ambrose remarks that Mary was the first to salute Elizabeth. And St. Alphonsus also admires the humility of Our Lady and remarks that she had been mother of God, but she is the first to salute her relative. And next we read, And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the infant leapt in her womb. This is obviously something quite above the ordinary, Father. What things took place here? Well, uh, Elizabeth, yes, she says uh, clearly that St. John lived for joy. So the Holy Fathers and doctors teach that at the greeting of Our Lady, St. John was cleansed from original sin in the womb of his mother and was also by a miracle, transiently, that is, for a time, endowed with the use of reason. Uh, St. Alphonsus says, quote, The child, John, exults with joy on account of the divine grace given him before his birth. So we have a miracle. Uh, St. John is cleansed from sin. He is aware of that by uh, receiving the, the use of reason and he expresses his joy by that uh, uh, leap. St. John also rejoiced, or in fact, he rejoiced above all because of the coming of the God-man, because he was um, illumined to know the presence of our Lord in the womb of Our Lady uh, by a special grace of God. So we can say that in a word, the greeting of Our Lady, or at the greeting of Our Lady, Christ still in the womb of his mother, sanctifies St. John by blotting out from his soul original sin, and by a miracle, 
made uh, this note to him who was in the womb of Saint Elizabeth. That is why Saint John left out of a spiritual joy. And uh, as I said, Saint John was happy to be himself free from sin, but especially the greatest motive of joy was that God had become man to redeem us. The Messiah was already among us, and the time of the redemption of the world was finally arrived. Um, so what greater motive for joy can there be than this? Certainly. Continuing with the sacred text, we read, And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost, and she cried out with a loud voice, and, and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed art thou that hast believed, because those things shall be accomplished that were spoken to thee by the Lord. Yes, Our Lady brought to, uh, to St. Elizabeth's house her divine son in her womb, and the divine infant, uh, through uh, his mother, filled all the house with blessings. Uh, we just saw how the greeting of Our Lady, um, or through the greeting of Our Lady, God sanctified uh, St. John in the womb. And also St. Elizabeth was filled, as we see here, uh, with the Holy Ghost. And here, the seraphic doctor, St. Bonaventure, says, quote, Consider what great force there is in the Virgin's words, for which a special communication of this, the Divine Spirit was given. For she was so abundantly filled with the Holy Ghost that from her he overflowed to others. Elizabeth uh, learned by a secret revelation and illumination of God that the Divine Word had become man and the Son of Our Lady. So we had to picture that um, Our Lady had just conceived. So humanly speaking, there was no way to tell that uh, she was with child. But the Holy Ghost lists Saint Elizabeth know that by a revelation. And so she was moved, Saint Elizabeth was moved by the Holy Ghost to call Our Lady blessed among women and also to bless the divine fruit that was in Our Lady's womb, Our Lord. Saint Elizabeth was, according to Saint Apostles, both filled with joy and confusion, that is, she was humbled by being visited by, by the Mother of God. Therefore, she says, and whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? So in this uh, short phrase, St. Elizabeth confesses both the divinity of Christ, because he calls him my Lord, and also that Our Lady was the mother of God. And then what does Our Lady do? Um, she answers, my soul doth magnify the Lord. That is, as if saying, you praise me, O Elizabeth, but I praise my God, who has chosen me and exalted me, even though I am his poor servant, and exalted me to be his mother. And that's why she adds, she hath regarded the humility of uh, his servant. And that's also the beginning of the Magnificat, which we can move on to now, and I'd like to read that in full, Father, if I may. Yes, please. Yes. Uh, see, this is found in St. Luke, by the way, for our listeners. St. Luke writes, And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, because he hath regarded the humility of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, because he that is mighty hath done great things to me, and holy is his name. 
and his mercies from generation unto generations to them that fear him. He hath strewed might in his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the conceit of their heart, he hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath received Israel his servant to be mindful of his mercy. Yes, I would say what strikes one uh, most, perhaps, uh, in the Magnificat is the simplicity, is its simplicity and dignity. Um, in a word or in substance, it's really a, a song of thanksgiving, giving thanks to God, uh, recalling that God is the greatness of the humble. Uh, I will let con contrast her humility or loneliness with the greatness of God. And it's also a canticle that shows that God lifts uh, the humble up while he casts down the proud. And uh, Bossuet, the famous uh, preacher, uh, made a sort of synthesis of what the father said on the Magnificat, that is all their insights and, and points. He put them together in a sort of uh, meditation or reflection. And uh, I would like to uh, comment uh, following him, if you don't mind. Oh, yes, by all means, of course, father. Um, so he starts by obviously well the first words we have my soul doth glorify the the Lord magnify the Lord. Um, Boswell remarks that Our Lady really lives self that is forgets herself and in order to glorify God alone and to find in Him all her joy. Um, he remarks that she is in perfect peace. Uh, my spirit hath rejoined in my Savior. She rejoices because he hath rewarded the humility of his handmaid. She does not think herself capable of attracting God's gaze, for obviously of herself she is nothing. But he in his goodness looks at her, and now she has a sure ground for her confidence, and that is the divine mercy. Our Lady is not afraid to recognize all the good she has received freely from God, but rather is inclined now to give thanks for it. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. Now this is a prophecy which is still fulfilled after 2,000 years. Uh, every time we say the Hail Mary, He that is mighty hath done great things to me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is from generation unto generation to them that fear him. Josué says that he who is mighty has performed in her the greatest work of his might, that is the redemptive incarnation. He has given a savior to the world through her, while yet leaving her virginity intact. The most high is holy, is in fact holiness itself. And our lady says, he hath showed might in his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the conceit of their heart. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble. God did all she mentions when he sent his only son to confound the proud by the preaching of his gospel and to make use of the weakness of the apostles, confessions are virgins, to bring the strength of a proud paganism to nothing. So the strength of paganism, or not really the strength, but paganism was based on pride essentially, and then Christianity was based obviously on, on humility. God has hidden his sublime mysteries from the wise and proud, but revealed them to little ones, as we have in the Gospel of St. Matthew. So Mary herself 
is an example of what God does to and by the little ones. God raised her above all creatures because she looked on herself as the least of all. The Son of God chose her for his dwelling and not the palaces of kings, uh, and he also chose the poor Bethlehem to manifest his power by the very weakness uh, in which he came to exalt the little ones. Our Lady says also, He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent away empty. Our Lord in his turn will say, Blessed are ye that hunger now, for you shall be filled. Woe to you that are filled, for you shall hunger. And then the Magnificat concludes, uh, essentially as it began, with thanksgiving. Our Lady says, He hath received Israel his servant, being mindful of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. Now here we should make our own the words of St. Ambrose, famous ones, who says, Let Mary's soul be in us to glorify the Lord. Let her spirit be in us that we may rejoice in God our Savior. So we can say also, may his kingdom come in us through the accomplishment of his will. So those are essentially the thoughts of um, Bosuet, who based himself in the Father's. Father, there is a reflection on the visitation written by St. Alphonsus, which I think is worth sharing for our listeners. If you don't mind, I would like to read it before we reach the end of our show. Certainly, yes. So St. Alphonsus writes, The visit of Mary brought into that house an abundance of graces. For at her first entrance and at that first salutation, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And John was delivered from guilt and sanctified, and therefore gave that sign of joy exalting in the womb of his mother. And he continues, So as Bernardine de Bustis observes, in virtue of the salutation of Mary, John received the grace of the divine spirit who sanctified him. Now if these first fruits of the redemption all passed through Mary, and she was the channel by means of which grace was communicated to the Baptist, the Holy Ghost to Elizabeth, the gift of prophecy to Zachary, and so many other blessings to that house, which were the first graces that we know to have been given upon earth by the word after he had become incarnate, we have great reason to believe that God, even from that time, had constituted Mary, a universal channel, as St. Bernard calls her, through which thenceforth should be dispensed to us all the other graces which the Lord wishes to bestow on us. Rightly then is this divine mother called the treasure, treasurer and the dispensatrix of divine graces. Let our confidence then ever revive, O devoted servants of Mary, as often as we have recourse to her for graces. And to revive this confidence, let us ever remember the two great privileges which this good mother possesses, namely the desire she has to do us good and the power she has with her son to obtain whatever she asks. Well, that's a, a great passage from St. Alphonsus as usual. So, uh, yes, I think it's... it's uh has very good uh, points and also, uh, as usual, very pious. Yeah, I think it's just a wonderful quote. Um, so I, I think we have covered the main points for today's episode, Father. So this seems like a good place to, to close. Is there anything you would like to add, Father, before we do so? Uh, no, I think I think also we have covered all, all that we intended. Well, Father, thank you for your time. And we'll talk to you again next time as we continue this series. May God bless you. God bless you too. Thank you.